either is fine. Don't really mind either way. And uh, I'm Kat and also she, her, they, them, either one. Growing up, I've always been a fan of horror, so uh, it was a no-brainer to do a horror. I love ghost stories for their romanticism, for the depth of human emotions that you can sort of invoke through them. They're they're just a wonderful like gateway into reflecting the self and like figuring out what's going on inside. And Caitlin and I were just talking about this, but she just got back from a trip from Cape May, which is actually the location that inspired Spectre Inspectors and the I can Cape see Race. It, yeah. um, Have not yeah. been there so since it's I was very, very small. <laughs> yeah. It's like one of my favorite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, perfect. Um, I'm, I'm from New <laughs> Jersey. Went there. It's one oh, of my favorite places perfect. of all time. Yeah. She took I, uh, me there when we were first doing this. Yeah. I took Bowen on a trip with my family there. And it was like the first time that I had actually been staying in Cape May and not a little bit outside of it. And so we were very much inspired by all the Victorian architecture, just the general small town spookiness that was going on. And almost every shop owner had like a story. So we were just like, oh my gosh, this is the best. And I've believed in the paranormal since I was a kid, just because of stuff I experienced as a child. And so ghost stories have always been something that I've gravitated towards. And there's always some element of spookiness in like every story that I've written. So. Same here. Yeah. Yeah, yep. <laughs> you can definitely find panels architecture that I just straight up lifted from photos that I took uh, there. So, yeah. yeah. I think so. I think specifically as queer people, we're constantly self-reflecting and, and looking inward. In some ways, ghosts are perfect representations of that. They're like what we leave behind and like our true selves boiled down. And I think that the act of looking for that and, and like exploring, trying to find that is, is also very queer. I think that's part of why a lot of queer people are drawn to horror in general. So I, it just was a natural marriage of the two. And just like, as a queer person, I love ghosts and I love uh, stories that are, are themed around what happens after we leave. What do we leave behind? Agree with everything Bowen just said, but I also think that a lot of times ghost stories, monster stories, demons, horror, there's a lot of the idea of the other. That's also something as like a queer person, a lot of people experience and sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a bad way. And I think horror also elevates that idea. And especially with Astrid, we really delved into that. And I think that was a big aspect of like getting into her character.
it's a story about only be released if they find out its true name and mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i mean Yeah, no. Just like what you said, like, I I hope that people come out of it with either like a a better understanding of themselves or like a better uh, acceptance that they don't. You know, like it's all right to not know everything right now. It's all right to take a breather. You don't have to have all the the terminology. You don't have to, you know, have all the answers. But as long as you are are looking and as long as you are enjoying that process and and letting yourself be sort of unknown, that's that's totally fair and good. And you shouldn't feel lost for that because you're yeah. you're looking and, and that's there's no end game you're not like reaching a goal you are just a person a human being who has nuance and you might change over that time too you might be one person one day and another the next and both of those people are allowed to exist so I think as a queer person like even for Kat and I we we started off this book thinking that we were cis and like you know, writing Gus was um, sort of eye-opening to us. We're not as gender conforming as we had originally thought. We hope that that other people can sort of reconcile with the fact that they are fully fleshed out human beings, not like 2D. And I, just to add on to that, I also think that like that whole process and that like looking inward and figuring yourself out, that also doesn't, it, it can be like a personal thing as well. It doesn't like, like a lot of the time in Spectre Inspector's Astrid, when Astrid speaks to her demon, uh, it's it's very much like, this is me and you. And like, this is not like a conversation that's happening outside of us. And I think that that's totally fine as well. Like no matter how you have this conversation, either way, if you're open and proud and out and all that is lovely, but it's also it also can be something very quiet and personal and special. And I think that that is equally as important. It's yours. It's yours to define and to find on your own, um, whichever way, with help or without, you know, like you you can rely on your friends or you can figure it out on your own. But as long as you're working towards it, you're good.
I have two answers for this. Um, and one of them is that everything that they wear in the comic are things that I own. Um, so like, I, oh my gosh, it's great. I love it. Yeah, I, they felt very real to me. So I definitely put a little bit of my style into all of them. And, you know, on some days I feel like, oh, where I'm like soft and approachable and, and cuddly. So he's got like a lot of, a lot of soft sweaters on and and sometimes I'm Astrid where it's like skin tight and it's like patterns and clashy and um, loud. And that's, you know, reflecting when I'm confident, but also like, I don't know, maybe I want to give off a certain energy. Um, and, you know, sometimes I'm Noah where, you know, I, I want to be doing something like going to the library or, you know, being productive. Um, so, you know, I, I try to base them off of that, but in general, um, I also try to reflect their personal growth with uh, how they wear their clothes. So like uh, Astrid starts off wearing skin tight clothing that's uh, very specific to her character, but she starts to wear, you know, more loose and sort of retreats into herself um, throughout the comic as she becomes more un unsure of who she is. Um, until the ending where she, you know, reconciles with herself and, and figures stuff out, spoilers, and, you know, comes back to her original style. So I, I tried to do that a little bit with the clothes, but yeah, that was the general, the general thought behind it. I also think that when you were mentioning, like, you know, how do they not become stereotype monolith, that kind of thing, I think Bowen also, we have so many queer friends also so it's kind of like you look at the people around you that you love and you're like okay like I kind of get it and and I think that reflects in those characters as well so. yeah queer people aren't just one one type of person they are characters before you know anything else they have personalities exactly. and those personalities you know are just as important if not more so and you know you want to reflect those that's you know that's who they are and um their queerness does not take away from their style or you know make them less queer because they're wearing you know a hoodie or whatever um, Right. Well, like, oh, go ahead, Kat. I, I was just going to say, I think that in general, when we set out to like create these characters, there wasn't like this one is more important than the other one. They all have a home in this little group and they all have their distinct flavors. But it was important when we were writing the script to have those scenes like in the museum where they get to be on screen with the characters that you wouldn't think maybe they would get along with. But they all have their own way of interacting with each other. And they do have like special relationships, even Gus and Astrid, who, you know, Gus has their own feelings about <laughs> Astrid. But through those scenes, we kind of get a better idea of 
the nuance of that relationship. And I think that was very important for mm -hmm. us to like include going yeah. through the story. I Just love like all of those times when like when when Gus has those moments where they're like, <laughs> like <laughs> I, I love you and I'm so glad you're okay to like whoever it happens to the couple yeah. of times it's the, it's the best I love that <laughs> yeah I think like just like in real life in stories you have to ground your characters through the relationships you know they are more real people if they have more more nuanced connections to different kinds of people if it was just Astrid and Noah the whole time they would sort of just be in this bubble that exists in the relationship but by you know expanding them past that they become more fully realized so that when they do become a couple or you know when they do connect it's it feels more genuine and they are better for it you know they don't exist for the relationship they're they're more than their relationship Yeah, I think that it didn't really matter if they were dating beforehand. We hadn't intended it to be, but it, it really didn't matter if they had been not dating, but like seeing each other and being romantic. They're obviously flirting and there's obviously something there, connection yeah. that's obvious to everyone else too. But the fact that they hadn't like reconciled with that, just like with the name, with identity, the fact that they hadn't come to terms or explored that and just like let it be unknown without being comfortable with that, that that's where the issue lies and the tension lies is that they, they didn't really feel comfortable in their gap. The unknown is not something that they were, they were wanting, you know, I, I don't know how to describe it. Like, I, I do think that in general, like, at least that romantic relationship between Astrid and Noah, it like directly coincides with the idea of identity that Astrid like goes through because that relationship, that relationship doesn't find that like, like reconciliation until that identity issue kind of resolves itself. Cause like, there's lots of things that were built around that Astrid's insecurities, Noah's worries. There were a lot of things that were unknown and kind of up in the air until that, until the plot kind of ties itself up and then it all kind of makes sense. Right. And you don't, yeah, the, the point was not really, are they dating in the end? It's more just, I know, I, I'm sure of my, care for you and I, I know that you care for me and that's really all that matters right now that's that's what was reconciled you know absolutely we just really hope that everyone enjoys specter inspectors we had such a great time working on it it helped us, you know, get through some tough times with the pandemic and with our own identities. It helped reconcile with those parts of ourselves. So I hope that even it like a tiny bit brings you some joy or, you know, some comfort. Yeah. And I, I just hope that when you're reading and you're reading these characters, I hope that feeling of comfort and figuring things out comes through in them 
and I hope you can look at them and maybe see a little bit of yourself because that's definitely how we feel about them.